coming to you live, hosted in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the Plenty of Feet Podcast, hosted by the one and only Daddy. Kick your toes up, baby, while we take over the metaverse. Umbrella, my Cruella, when I'm stepping back, I said it first. He got what you want, want. he got what you need. need. Daddy Goods Podcast, that's Plenty of Feet. Look to the studio before the What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Daddy Goods, and today we got Tiana Batakai in the building. How are you doing today, dear? I am excellent. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm chilling. You know, got my Red Bull ski, ready to go full ski throttle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, What's going down with you? Uh, thank you, first and foremost, for coming in and joining me on the Pop Pod today. Um, Got the new schedule going right now every Sunday at 11 p.m. I know it's 11.30 p.m. Everybody give me a break here. Um, but let's introduce you to the people because you are not a foot model. You are a model, though, and a podcaster. So let's uh, introduce you some more. Absolutely. Um, so I do a lot of modeling work, um, mostly freelance. I'm not signed by an agency yet. Um but I, hopefully I'd like to be signed by an agency within the next year. Um, I also do um, some podcasting. I'm affiliated with Street Champs and Still Spicy Podcast. And then um, I also do some acting and film work. Um, I have a film festival coming up um, next month, actually. I'm super excited about that. That sounds pretty exciting for sure. Wow. I didn't know that you, that you did acting or aspire to be an actress. Have you done any films yet yeah so i did a short film last year um i did i participated in the kick-ass film festival which is a 72-hour film festival and i mean essentially you have 72 hours from the moment that you pick your random genre until the moment that you turn in you have to get all your actors i mean we kind of build teams before the 72 hours start but you have to write your script. You have to come up with um, your like roles, um, basically play by play, scene by scene, what's going to happen, costumes, all of that, and all of the editing and filming within 72 hours. Um, and then it's kind of like a contest. They have best editor, best cinematography, best score, um, Best Lead Actress, Best Supporting Actress. I actually was nominated for Best Supporting Actress last year. Unfortunately, I didn't win, but it was still cool to be nominated. What's your favorite part about acting? What do you gain from it? Honestly, I I think my... So I'm like an astrology freak. I love it. I'm a Gemini. Um, so like the twins, double-sided. I really love acting mostly because of the fact I love watching people just turn into a, like a different persona once the cameras start rolling 
And it's super cool too to watch people step out of their comfort zone when they're becoming a new character. Um, one thing that I like about it is just like, it feels like so real to become someone else because you have to really embody that persona to sell it. And I, I don't know, I just like being able to be a different person for just a couple of scenes. And then I go back to just like, oh, like joking around, like, uh, for example, there's this girl that we filmed with and she was super quiet, soft spoken. She didn't really want a large role. She just wanted to be an extra. And she ended up getting a part where she had to be a little bit rude. Not a little bit. She had to essentially tell someone to shut the fuck up or they were going to die. And so to watch this super shy girl just be like, bitch, you better leave. Like, you're going to die. And just like see her practice and then finally get it and actually like kind of get that like, uh, was I just, I don't, I don't know. I just love watching people be able to like gain the confidence to turn into something different. And then once the cameras stop, they're just themselves again. Right. That makes sense. Being that you're somebody who are looking to master the, the art form of acting, is it, something that you can understand when you hear about an actor like Heath Ledger, where he did a role and he got so involved with the role that it actually drove him to depression and different mental disabilities and what have you. Absolutely. So um, I was going to participate in a short film a couple of months ago. I don't know what ever happened with it. We just never ended up filming it, but essentially the, um, film was about a best friend, basically a friend group, and the one friend finds out her boyfriend's cheating on her, whatever, and it's like a whole sad, like, I was going to be crying. And so for the week that we were supposed to be filming, I like the week leading up to it, I just listened to sad music all the time. I was like, I mean, I'm not dating or anything, and I wasn't at the time, Um but I was just so convinced that like someone was cheating on me and like all of my playlist songs were just like really sad, depressive breakup songs. So that way I could just cry whenever I watched my character get cheated on, you know? Right. Isn't it amazing how when you listen to music, it could really take you to a different zone and really alter your mood because sometimes I'll be listening to, let's say rap music and it's crazy how big murder culture is in rap music these days. And I'll catch myself listening to some of today's rap music and I will be thinking like negative thoughts. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy that the rap music took me there. And now I listen to it in a gym. I realize that I could cycle and use that feeling towards an aggressive type of uh, sport rather. And I can use it, but it's crazy that you can like listen to sadder music and it, it, it could help you kind of alter your your character and get into a role when you're doing acting. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I primarily listen to like a lot of pop, hip hop kind of music, more of like, I don't know, songs that make me feel like Batakai. Um, so whenever I need to alter my ego and turn into somebody different, I just switch up my music and it helps definitely get my mindset where I need to be and like really focus in on the character that I'm trying to become. I feel you on that. Love it. So 
tell me, since you're on the Puff Pod right now, you're showing the Stompers, right? What was your first thought when you thought of yourself being on this podcast and showing the Stompers? Um, honestly, I was very excited. Um, so you know, we know you from Still Spicy and from Street Champs. Like you're such a huge supporter and. I know Derek and Bree and everyone over there really appreciates that. I know, like, as someone who just comes on every now and then, I guess as a frequent guest, I appreciate your support. Um, so whenever I was like, oh, like, Daddy Goods, okay, like, I started getting more familiar with your name. And whenever you asked me to be on, I was genuinely really excited. I immediately texted Derek and I was like, hey, like, Daddy Goods wants me to be on the Plenty of Feet podcast. I'm super excited. And he's like, oh, that's super cool. Like, congratulations. So I guess I, moral to answer your question, I was just really excited. Well, that's awesome. And so the whole idea of you showing your feet, it didn't kind of make you feel like, oh, I don't know about that. No, no. Um, I mean, a little bit. So I also, I guess I'm a woman of many hobbies. I also am a runner. I run all of the time, um, long distance, four miles at shortest nine to 10 at the longest. Um, unless I'm training for a half marathon or a marathon, then I have to run longer, but I don't necessarily choose to do that daily. So at first I was like, well, I hope like I don't have any blisters on my feet whenever the, the podcast is coming. Cause sometimes when I run that long distance, it kind of messes up my feet. So I was a little nervous about that, but I mean, other than that, I really wasn't too worried about my feet being, in your face. <laughs> so a lot of guys that watch this channel and watch this podcast, they are extreme foot fetishes. And it's something that they really love is, you know, feet, workout feet, they, they would say. Girls who work out, girls who run. So you would actually be like the ideal person for them. They would be oh, like- baby, I've got some- sweaty feet like these babies during running season get calloused like no other it's disgusting <laughs> it's see, bad. To, to the average person right they would say that's disgusting but to a man who is into that kind of stuff they're like all in they're like whatever baby you know like you want a foot wanna, massage you want to chew off my calluses after a long run by all means would you really be into that, though? Or is that something that you just say? You know, I think I would just say that. I think that would actually really gross me out. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I love a foot rub. I love a foot rub. I mean, and I don't have a lot of experience with, like, my toes being sucked. Um, I don't hate it, but, like, I would just prefer other places to be sucked and licked on with, like, a little bit more nerve endings. A little bit more nerve endings. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And you know, rightfully so. I think that's everybody, though. You know, everybody has that one specific pleasure point. And for some, it's definitely not the feet. But there's definitely girls who do get off from guys licking on the feet. I will say I have very ticklish feet. Very, very ticklish feet. But if you start tickling my foot during, like, a sexual interaction, I'm not going to be... Actually, I don't know if I would be into it. That's never happened to me before. But I imagine I would laugh a lot because my feet are so, so ticklish. Right, right. You seem very open about talking about this kind of stuff. Have you always been a more open person? 
You know, I'm going to tell it to you like it is. I'm just a full-blown weirdo. I don't have I don't have a lot of boundaries. I'll definitely set the ones that I do have. But um, for the most part, I'm a pretty open book. I don't have a lot of things that make me feel uncomfortable to talk about or things that I don't feel like sharing. Um, like, if you want to ask, I'll answer, you know? Do you think that maybe it's something that was uh, instilled in you maybe on the where you grew up or family members and what have you like do you think that is just your surroundings how you grew up like do you think that the the people around you were also very open and what have you um no so my mom actually is not a very open person i mean like she taught now that i'm older she talks to me about a lot more things um but even at that, she's a little bit like old school, not very open-minded about certain things. Um, my dad, same way. Um, but my dad is kind of more of like, I guess he has like a friendship relationship with me now that I'm older. Um, but even that, he doesn't really like talk to me about a lot of things. Um, I guess to answer your question, no, my family's they're not necessarily reserved, but they're not as outgoing as I am so I'm not really sure where I got it from but I've been like this since I was a kid so yeah that's what's up I feel like I've always been that way too but like growing up I was always the shy guy at school dance parties and stuff like I never wanted to like get out there eventually over time I got over it and everything but you know, I would be the guy that would be like, oh, man, like, I want to go dance with that girl, but I'm kind of kind of scared to do it. See, and I was the type of person that I was, like, very frequently in the center of the dance circle. <laughs> <laughs> Pop locking and stuff or what? Yeah, like, just throwing it down. I would maybe, like, bust out some cool footwork. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't mind. I don't mind attention. I don't mind a spotlight. And I also don't mind the corner, like to just be a wallflower. I don't mind that either. But to catch me as a wallflower is kind of far and few between. I love that I have an aspiring actress on or an actress. We we, we got to stop saying aspiring and, and things of that sort, because in true manifestation, you have to actually be living it. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I'm excited that I have an actress on the podcast right now because I want to break the barriers on the guests that I have on a podcast, right? So the initial idea or perspective, rather, when people look at this podcast, they would say, okay, it's a podcast that has foot models, right? And shout out to all the foot models, by the way. But in having an actress who is open with sharing her feet with the podcast people and the people who enjoy watching this podcast, that's actually breaking down the barriers, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, of course. And I feel like uh, just as a standard, I mean, I don't do foot modeling, but I think that my modeling background kind of makes me feel a lot more comfortable just like shoving my feet in the camera. Yeah, totally. Well, speaking of uh, feet in the camera, how about we do a foot marshal and then we'll come back. Absolutely. What's up, everybody? So 
This is the Pop Pod, Daddy Good's Planning Your Feet podcast. Be sure to smash the like button if you have not yet and subscribe. I have noticed that uh, like 70% of the people viewing this channel are not subscribed. So I think there's some great room for improvement on the subscribing of this channel. So hop on that. I have Tiana Batakai on the podcast right now, y'all. Actress, model, or the above. Podcaster, too, by the way. She'd be on uh, Street Champs and Still Spicy and stuff like that. So shout out to them. Be sure to follow her on IG and Twitter and let her know that you saw her on the Pop Pod. We want the guests on this podcast to know that you saw them on the Pop Pod. So shout out to all, all of you for that. Don't be scared to drop those comments too, y'all. You dig? All right, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. My, foot, my first foot commercial, that was exciting. Yeah, you, you just became a foot model like <laughs> in the last minute. Dang man. All right, so a guy comes to you and says, Tiana, I saw you on the Pop Podcast. Enjoyed the conversation. You're super cool. Love that you do acting, but kind of interested in some foot content. How do you respond? Um, I would definitely ask what kind of foot content they were looking for. Um, and then I would go from there, depending on what they were looking for. I would definitely let them see my stompers some more, you know? <laughs> I feel you on that. Have you ever um, considered like an OF or anything along those lines? I feel like that has to cross a lot of people's mind these days. So I actually did have an OF for about a year. Um, I did delete it just because um, it just was a little bit exhausting kind of doing everything or not everything but just going from like my of to um so i used to vlog i took a mental break from it. it was a little exhausting um i just was overwhelmed with everything and so my of was pretty much just like non-nudity content um and so i just kind of stopped with that after a while i just kind of stopped adding pictures on there and so I decided to just delete it for a while because I didn't, I was also getting a lot of, um, I guess, DMs from people that I knew. Not that I care if people that I know were on my OnlyFans, which like I saw people were, um, but just kind of people like I had gone to school with messaging me like, oh, how much would you charge for me to like, have you spend the night at my house? And it would be like people that I knew a little too well. So it made me feel a little uncomfortable. So I kind of just stopped promoting my OnlyFans. And then I stopped posting on it altogether after a while. Um, but I think if I were to start an OnlyFans again, I would take it a different route. Instead of pictures, I would do more of like, I don't know, I guess fetish videos. Like... I've frequently thought about sticking my foot in a jar of peanut butter. Um, I'm not sure if that would be for someone else's pleasure or just because I would want to know what it feels like to put my foot in peanut butter. I'm not sure. 
I feel like you've done it before, Loki. No, I haven't, not yet, but like it's something I would be willing to try. So if anyone wants me to stick my foot in peanut butter for some cash, let me know. I'm about to cash app you right now. No, I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. Wow. So in peanut butter, like that definitely sounds like something that people who are into the foot fetish would definitely like request. That sounds like a, a custom that I've heard of before. See, I'm not, I mean, I'm not too familiar with the foot world. So I don't know a lot of, um, I guess things that people like about the foot fetish world and like specifics and I guess more personal requests. But to me, that seems like, I don't know, peanut butter is soft, unless you like the crunchy kind, but I was thinking more <laughs> creamy peanut butter. <laughs> that would probably hurt the crunchy peanut butter. I mean, I, I guess so. Like, I, I don't know. But if I was going to stick my foot in peanut butter, I would prefer it was creamy. Oh, that sounded very pun punny right there. <laughs> I don't know. Pain is pleasure, though. I've, I've heard him say that before. You know, I will agree with that. Yeah. I want to get back to the part where you were speaking about on OF where you felt like there was people or you knew people that were messaging you. And, you know, inquiring about some things that made you a little uncomfortable. That's actually, like, shocking to hear because I, I've actually never heard that before. Typically, I feel like guys are more anonymous. and But they were, like, telling you who they were and stuff? So, there were a couple of them. Um, this is Paisley. Her tail's making a guest appearance. Shut um, up. <laughs> but, like, it would be people that I had gone to school with, but maybe were younger than me and they wouldn't change their OF username to something you not uh, anonymous. It would be like their name. So it wasn't very hard for me to figure out who it was. And then they would be like, Oh, like, um, you know, I saw that you have an OF, how much would you charge for the night? And it's like, um, I'm not doing prostitution. First of all, second of all, how dare you have the audacity to ask me a question like that and not be subscribed to my OnlyFans? <laughs> I mean, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and then it would it would just be awkward if I would see them out in public because um, it was just like, you've already, I don't know, like I had to block an account and then multiple times they would remake the account and remake the account and just almost harass me about like essentially renting me for the night, which... I mean, I was a little bit insulted by that because it's just like, I don't, I don't know how you would have gotten my censored photos, my non-nude photos for something that I would be renting out nightly, you know? Yeah. And it's nothing that you've ever put out there before or right. spoken up. Yeah. So that's, that's shocking to hear. I wonder what the girls who do nudity get. They must be getting messages like that all the time, huh? Oh, I believe it. And, like, I applaud those girls who are able to, um, I guess, filter that out and not let it bother them. I guess just, like, the person it was that kept harassing me about it was just, like, someone that I did know. And I was just, like, I like, I've had conversations with this person in the past. And then all of a sudden they're just, like, treating me like they've 
like I don't know just like they've never met me like they've never talked to me saying just like very vulgar and nasty things you know having requests to have me stay the night with them and I just I mentally couldn't handle it so I had to just take a break from it all yeah I mean it's so simple for these guys to have probably hit you up in a more respectful kind of way too absolutely absolutely like if they wanted something more personalized like that would have been a different conversation but to just completely jump over to like assuming that I'm doing prostitution was like okay come on like seriously yeah only fans is definitely not prostitution and it couldn't be further from prostitution I feel like more people need to be aware that sex workers are people Mm. and just because they're doing sex work doesn't mean that you get to degrade or disrespect them by any means at all because clearly you have a need that they are fulfilling so if anything you should watch your mouth and be more respectful because clearly you're looking for something that to fill your needs to fill your wants and your desires so to I don't know, just to, for people to be disrespectful to sex workers just absolutely baffles me. You make some really great points right now because it's it's so true. That does not make them, um, you know, any, any less valuable as a human. Absolutely. Sex work is sex work. Is sex work. I mean, you, you, you make some very valid points right there. And it's something that, you know, everybody who is involved in SW has to deal with, I'm sure. There's got to be some kind of misconception with these guys who look at these women as just objects or, or, or men or whoever it is doing SW. They look at them as objects as if they're not actual people and that they have the inability to show respect for. When in actuality, if you were to treat them like humans and not just some sexual object, like, dude, you would get much further like if it's somebody you wanted to pursue like dude absolutely absolutely like had this guy been like hey um like i know i'm subscribed to your only fans but like i would really like to take you on a date maybe that would have gone a completely different direction however it just was like straight i want you to come over and this is how much i'll give you like um relax first of all I know. I know. Serious. Do you, do you think that that's a possibility though? Like, let's say somebody did contact somebody from a, a customer standpoint and said, Hey, I really would like to take you on a date. Is that something that you would actually consider? I mean, I guess it would depend. Um, like if I were to go back to doing OF, I would, and I was dating somebody, I would want them to, I mean, I guess I don't necessarily need to subscribe, but I, I would definitely need their support because um, otherwise they got to go. Um, I don't know that I would date somebody if they were subscribed to my OF. Um, I know I just said like it could have gone a different direction, but realistically, I, am, I don't know. I just I get super sketched out by meeting new people or specifically men um i've been in some unfortunate situations so like i'm just very cautious about you know 
Like I don't ever go, I, whenever I had Tinder, I would never, I think I went on one Tinder date and like, other than that, I won't meet up with someone on the internet unless I'm with other people. Um, I actually, I mean, this is not in relation to OF at all, but um, in, I want to say July of, yeah, last July, I had met a photographer on Instagram. Um, he did videography uh, for the NBA, actually. And like, I was like, oh, like, this guy's legit. Like, you know, it was very clear to see that he was who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like, oh, like, you know, I want to take pictures of you. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, I am involved in the NBA. Like, I could get you signed up with some pretty great people. Like, da 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 I'm going to be in Vegas this weekend if you want to come for this um the Gatorade showcase, like blah, 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 blah. So I ended up going out to Vegas for the weekend. I didn't end up hanging out with him at all. Me and my friends just had a great time, which was fun. Hmm. The following weekend, I was supposed to fly out to LA to go have the photo shoot, to go talk to these photographers, like this whole thing. And so I flew out to LA and the photographer that I was supposed to be working with completely just flipped the script on me like why didn't you hang out with me when you were in Las Vegas like why why don't you call me how come you didn't text me back da 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 and I was super uncomfortable like argued with me in the back of the Uber and I'm in I'm not from California I live in Colorado so like being out there by myself with a strange man that I met on the internet who said like oh I'm a great photographer who is has all the credentials to prove he's a good photographer videographer and then just was like a total creep towards me i was in la for less than 12 hours and i bought my flight home so i after that i definitely wouldn't meet up with somebody um who wanted to especially if they were asking me on a date over the internet, I'd have to see them in person of lo- around other people Right. before I would do that. Even with other photographers, now I'm a lot more careful about who I work with and what I'm shooting. That makes total sense. And that's what you should be doing. Absolutely. I agree with you. Wait, so you were in an Uber with this guy and he started flipping out in the Uber? Yeah. And so while we're in the Uber, I watch a lot of true crime. So I'm just like, shit, like, oh my God, I'm scared, you know? And he just was like, I can't believe you didn't call me back. Like, you're so immature, da, 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 da. And I was like, I just met you. And like, you never once indicated that this was a flirtatious or romantic thing. Yeah. It was strictly business up until like, he picked me up from my hotel in the Uber. And then while we're in the Uber, I just kept verbalizing how uncomfortable I was so Mm -hmm. the Uber driver would know that I was uncomfortable. And I had sent out multiple text messages to some friends and family like, hey, I'm super uncomfortable right now. Things aren't going good. And like I have friends that have my location. So I knew that at least like they would find me if something were to happen. But yeah, I was super, super scared and uncomfortable. And um shortly after that uber not it wasn't a short uber by any means this uber was a 45 minute uber of me getting (laughs) yelled at and screamed at by this photographer he was yelling and screaming yeah like a baby 
yeah, like just freaking out on me. And like, even the Uber driver, I could feel, feel uncomfort from her. And then whenever we got out of the Uber, this guy had the audacity to apologize to the Uber driver, not me, to the Uber driver. And so after that, I was just kind of like, no, not, I'm not doing this again. Um, luckily I actually met some pretty cool girls on the boardwalk, um, when I ditched this guy, but, um, yeah, it was a pretty scary situation because the photographer knew what hotel I was staying at. Um, and I just was super, super nervous. Um, so to answer your question, no, I probably wouldn't go on a date with someone from the internet, especially after that experience when that was supposed to be very strictly business. I'm glad that you are sharing this right now because there's many people who could possibly learn from this. And there's so many scenarios just like this where it goes the other way, where the girl gets harmed in some kind of way or something just goes all the way south. Absolutely. And I mean, I've unfortunately had to experience some sexual trauma um, and, you know, I, I wish I'd never had. However, I am a little bit. I can't help but be a little bit grateful that I did because it made me feel a lot more comfortable being assertive and telling someone, Hey, like you're making me feel uncomfortable. You need to back up. Yeah. And so like, I've gotten a lot better about voicing that and definitely setting that boundary and letting people know, especially in a public setting. Um, but yeah, it's just, you don't really know a person, I guess, until you, are face to face with them in an uncomfortable situation. Totally. And not just people that are potential um, working. Um, what am I, what word am I thinking of right now? Um, work, I'll just say working acquaintances for now. Um, colleagues, maybe that was the word I was thinking of, but anyways, not, not just those people that you could potentially work with, but, just like friends and people in general, like oh, absolutely, they can switch at any given moment, and it's almost super. It is super alarming, actually, because I've had experiences like that too, where like I would think people are a certain way, and then they would completely one eighty switch, and it's like, whoa, who 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 is this person? Like I don't know this person. Absolutely, and like. I mean, I love acting and I love watching people switch from character to character, but only if the cameras are rolling. Mm. I don't like to see that outside of a filming setting. I, I would say that I'm a very genuine upfront person about who I am. And I understand that not everyone else is, but I mean, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I'll trust you until you give me a reason not to. And then after that, I'm sorry. Like you made your bed now lay in it right it's unfortunate too that so many guys who are in the industry for photography or videography and what have you they use whatever credentials they have as a way to you know take advantage of women you know oh, they'll, tell them, they'll tell them like hey i can get you linked in with this movie star or this this singer or who, whoever the person may be you know i can get you linked in with these people you know just come work with me and they completely manipulate the situation and then i mean i guess 
I mean, I don't really like the term it's too good to be true because I hope that everything that is too good is true. Um, I mean, of course, that's not always the case, but this was one of those, like, it was a little too perfect and I should have been a little bit more aware, but it was just like, the second I got picked up in the Uber from the um, airport, there was a super nice Tesla. The guy was playing, I don't even know, but it was like the most beautiful, like, serene music. And then, you know, all the palm trees. So I just really got infatuated with the moment. Like, damn, I'm in LA right now. Like, I'm about to maybe catch a big break and like meet up with all these cool photographers. Like, I was so excited. And I kind of did let my guard down a little bit. And I was really alarmed whenever the photographer picked me up from my hotel and then just completely switched on me. Yeah. Well, that's scary. It was, I was a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was shaking most of the time in the Uber, but you know, I made it home and I'm okay. And well, I still love the NBA, but fuck that guy. The, the NBA, like basketball. Yeah. So he uh, works with um, some like special training coach. Um, So he works with like, um, shoot, what's his name? He works with like Kelly Oubre. He works with uh, Mo Bamba, Adam Levine. um, I'm Jason Tatum. So it's like, oh, this guy's legit. Like, Mm -hmm. When we were in Vegas, like he introduced us to some of these guys, like they were all super cool. They were all super nice. He was never like rude or anything, but like it was like, oh, okay, like we just met all these players, like this is legit. They're super nice. Like no one was weird. We never got any indication that someone was being creepy or uncomfortable. It was like strictly business, strictly just cool vibes. And then, you know, I get to LA and it was not the same at all. That's crazy. Well, forget that guy. He's an asshole. That's that guy. We should we, we should we should just uh move on from that guy. Let's do no, it. Wouldn't want wouldn't want you to relive that situation <laughs> too much longer, you know. But it's some but it's something that you learn from and that's what mostly matters, you know. Absolutely. I saw a uh this is moving on, you know, completely off topic now. Um there was a quote that I saw yesterday and it super resonated with me the quote was you have to sacrifice for the things you want if you don't then what you want becomes the sacrifice i i couldn't agree with that more um i saw or i read this book it's called rich no not that one um I actually don't remember the name of the book, but it's a good book. It's a really good book. I'll think about it and I'll remember. Oh, it's Think and Grow Rich. That's what it's called. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah, Napoleon. Yeah, something Napoleon. I know what book you're talking about. Yeah, so in there, it talks a lot about, um, like, you have to come close to losing everything to get the one thing that you want. And if you're not willing to get, or if you're not willing to make those sacrifices and lose it all, then you're not ready to gain everything that you want. That's so deep right there. Is there any quotes that you feel like you live by on a day-to-day basis? Um, honestly, not necessarily quotes, but more of just like, 
I guess I have like rules that I live by. Um, so number one would be if I'm not okay with talking about it, then I probably wouldn't be okay with doing it. Number two is, um, a little bit more to do with mental health. Um, so I always used to say that like, and you know, you've heard the saying when it rains, when it pours. And normally I felt like in my life when any, when one bad thing would happen, everything else would just crumble. Um, so I've gotten a lot better. Anytime something bad happens, it's a rule for me that I need to name one good reason, one reason that that bad thing could be good. Um, for example, my parked car got rear-ended um, pretty badly about a year ago. And I had to think of, like, I was sitting there, I was kicking rocks, I was pissed. And um, I was like, you know, the good thing about this is I wasn't in the car. Mm. You know, like, yeah, that sucks that my parked car got wrecked into, but at least I wasn't in the car. So mostly just like rules like that, just things to kind of keep me positive and energetic. I feel you on that. That's that's a great way to uh, live on a day-to-day basis. You know, there is always something good in every negative situation. Absolutely. That's some life, life advice right there. Absolutely. Tiana Batakai is the positive friend, everybody. Yes, I am. I try to be. <laughs> I know, man. I mean, that's all you could do at the end of the day is, you know, try your best to be the positive friend and, you know, be an uplifting source of light in people's lives. And, you know, I um, so I would say that I'm a big source of light in my own life. I really contribute to. I mean, I guess now that I'm old enough to realize that my actions and my decisions are my own, it's been so much easier to keep myself happy and going. Um but I also work with people who don't necessarily have a positive influence in their life. So something that I like to do a lot is I'll always address somebody by their name when I see them like, hi, daddy goods, how are you? And then, you know, you say, I'm good. How are you? I'll say, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten a lot of really good responses from people when I'm like, Oh, thank you for asking. Like, because then they feel like they've made me feel better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes you need to make people feel like they've made you, made you brighter instead of you trying to make them lift up. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It could be the simplest things too, just like that. You don't, you don't always, you don't hear it every day as often as you, you, you might think from other people, somebody even saying, how are you today? Because I've definitely had moments like that where somebody would say something nice. It could be anything nice to me, right? And I've been having a crappy week all week. And they'll say something to me, and I'm just like, man, that made me feel really fucking good. Absolutely. Another thing I like to do is, I mean, like if someone tells me something nice, I'll respond to them. Um, Depending on the severity of how nice it was and depending on the person and, like, where their mood seems to be. If they tell me something nice, I'll respond with, thank you, that's the nicest thing anyone said to me all day. And then it makes them feel like they've impacted me. And I don't know, I feel like naturally you just feel good when you make someone else feel good. And so if I can convince you that you've made me feel good, then you feel good. 
Right. And then I feel good. You feel good. We all feel good. (laughs) (laughs) What is a compliment that somebody can give Tiana Batakai that would absolutely make your day? So, uh, I would say, to be honest, and this is going to sound a little bit different, but I, I don't like being complimented on my body. I, I don't like it at all. Um, partially because of the way I was raised. My mom was very particular about the way that I looked, the way that she looked. So body compliments, physical appearance compliments don't necessarily make me feel good. Also, I'm, I have a pretty decent size confidence and self-awareness. Like I know that I look good. You don't have to tell me you definitely can and I'll appreciate it, but I appreciate compliments that are more so about, I guess the way that I do things or something about my personality, like even like if someone tells me I have a pretty smile, like, okay, thank you. But I would prefer something like, like I had someone tell me, I love the sound of your laugh. I know they're full of shit because my laugh is so horrible, but it made me feel so good. And I just couldn't help but blush. Is it a SpongeBob laugh? Yeah. I've got like one of those laughs that changes four different times before the laugh is over. Oh, no. Yeah. So I don't know what my laugh sounds like, but I know it's a little bit crazy. I feel like I've heard it before on one of the uh, (laughs) episodes. Probably. I laugh. I love to laugh. So. Um, yes. Another compliment I got not too long ago. Um, I was actually on a date with a guy, mm-hmm. uh, went snowboarding and I'm like a total dork. Like if I'm having a good time, I am like a little kid, like I'm screaming, I'm laughing and I just love snowboarding. And so we were snowboarding and I like did a bunny hop and it was the most pathetic little two centimeter off the ground bunny hop. And I like just started laughing and I was like, oh my God, did you see that? And the guy was like, you are so amazing and beautiful. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it just felt like so like genuine, huh? Right. Like, cause it was about something that I was enjoying, not necessarily about the way that I looked. Right. Now he was calling your, your vibe beautiful more than anything. You know, you're going to make me blush. Cause I, I actually still kind of like this guy. Oh, <laughs> what if he's watching right now? And he's gonna be in for a treat when he sees these stompers later. Oh my gosh, maybe we should do <laughs> a commercial right quick. Then, this is for you, my guy. Yo, yo, everybody watching, be sure to smash that like button. If you're watching on Spotify, leave a review, drop uh, some comments, you know, all that great stuff. This is Tiana Batakai sharing her stompers with the Pop Pot. This is Daddy Goods. You already know the vibes. Follow us both on IG, Twitter. All that stuff. I'm Daddy Goods on IG and Twitter, and she is Tiana Batakai. And oh, there's a new IG for the Pop Pod. It's best podcast ever on IG. So I haven't been shouting it out or nothing. I've just been, you know, talking about it on. Actually, this is the second time I'm, I'm mentioning it, and I see that some of you are already following it. So 
shout out to you all for that so once again on ig is best podcast ever and this is tiana batikai i hope that guy is watching <laughs> hey he'd be the goat if he was watching he'd be the goat he would be the goat you know speaking of goats i lost my goat impersonation can we hear the goat impersonation? <laughs> I I lost it. I don't know how to do it anymore. <clears throat> do it. Let's just hear it. <laughs> okay. I, I can't smile or laugh. I'm done. I'm done. She just did a, a goat impersonation. That that's one of the most phenomenal things that's ever been done on this podcast. Well, I just thought about it. Whenever you responded to one of my stories or something on Instagram, you uh that's a goat. goat emoji. Yeah. <laughs> goated. Goated and and then she hit me with that. <laughs> I did. I responded with the <laughs> I'm freaking done. That is so tight, everybody. Um, man, I enjoyed having you on a podcast, and I always enjoy watching you on the Still Spicy Street Champs channel as well. Man, shout out to all those people. Hey, y'all be getting y'all get wasted on that podcast. Y'all be doing I, shots. There's sometimes that like I walk out of there just like not actually. So the podcast will end, and I'll be like, I need to sit here for a minute because I am like turn up. <laughs> And it happens both on Still Spicy and Street Champs. Like, I don't know. It's it's a really good time to be on that show all the time. And I am so blessed that they allow me to be there with them and that I have such great friends to hang out with because of it. I got to say, like, tying back into the into the the things you were saying about me showing the Street Champs love and showing support and everything like that, I love doing those kind of things because – I love it when it happens to me, you know, I love it Absolutely. when other creators show creators, you know, love for the art that they are uh, creating. You know, it's one of the most satisfying things as a creator for anybody to enjoy what you're doing. And I don't do it just because like I'm I just want to do it. Like I actually enjoy watching the podcast. You know, I in my, you know, day to day job, I'm a truck driver. And so I love when Still Spicy comes on on Tuesdays or when any of their other podcasts, because I think Derek has like probably like 10 podcasts now at this point. Yeah, he is doing phenomenal work. He's really fully dedicated his time into the podcast and it's been awesome to watch. I've known Derek almost a year now. Um, he asked the first time I met him, he asked me to be on Street Champs. I want to say last February. Um and to just see like how much the street champs has grown since then is just been incredible to be a part of and to watch. And I'm so lucky that they keep me around as long as they have. And see, all it takes is just one video to like absolutely skyrocket the whole channel too. And, you know, up until that point though, with all of the work that street champs is putting in, like, they're going to reach all of the heights. You guys are going to reach all the heights that you guys aspire to no matter what anyway. So it's not even going to take a viral video. 
the work is going to show for itself. You know, the more the consistent work is put in, it's blowing up. It's blowing through the roof. Absolutely. And Derek has been so good about being consistent with everything. Like he really puts his entire, all of his energy and his entire being into that show. And it, it really, I mean, it shows like he has a lot of passion for what he does and it's so awesome and incredible to just watch him continue to create new shows and to, I don't know, just continue to put out enjoyable, entertaining content. Most definitely. I agree with you. So shout out to Derek and shout out to the Street Champs channel. All yes. that good stuff. A little explosion for y'all. Well, Tiana, if there is something that you can leave the folks with today here on the Popeye with before we got off, is there anything you would like to say? I would just like to say thank you so much for having me on. I had such a fun time hanging out with you today. Um, it was nice to officially meet you uh, and like be on this. I, I'm genuinely honored. So just thank you. It was a really good time. And thank you for allowing me to open up, be vulnerable, talk about some, I guess, more serious things and joke at the same time. Oh, yeah. That's what this podcast is here for. You know, it's not always all about feet and things like that. I want to talk about the more vulnerable topics. I want to get in on just pretty much everything. So, you know, I love it when I have a, a guest on a podcast that is down to share whatever thought they're having at the moment, because that's what a podcast is at the end of the day. Absolutely. We talk about things, we have fun, we chill. Yo, we could just sit here and just talk about nothing for like 30 minutes to an hour. And guess what? The people watching right now, they're having a good time chilling, hanging out too. It's all a, you know, a, a great time for everybody. So thank you for sharing your experiences with us, hanging out with us. And uh, thank you all for watching. Um, should we foot marshal our way on out of here? I think we should. And, you know, I've got Paisley Grace up here. So we might throw a little paw paw in there for a you. A little bit of paw marshal? Oh, my paw goodness. Marshall. A little well, paw marshal. See that little? All right, everybody. And after the broadcast, don't go anywhere, Tiana. Um, but as far as everybody else, we are going to foot marshal our way on out of here. Paw marshal our way on out of here. You dig? <laughs> Once again, everybody, make sure you subscribe to the channel. I love reminding y'all. There's enough of you watching this channel that, like, you know, all you gotta do is hit subscribe. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you're anonymous. The algorithm still loves you, so. And I do, too. And we love Tiana Badakai. So shout out to y'all, man. Good looking out, everybody. Holla at you next time. We out. Coming to you live, hosted in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the Plenty of Feet Podcast, hosted by the one and only Daddy. Keep your toes up, baby, while we take over the metaverse. Umbrella, my Cruella, when I'm stepping back, I say it first. He got what you want, want. He got what you need. Look at the only fans, baby, we chasing, baby. Mama, good, steady, she better, you better regret it when you ain't a part of the